Everybody loves to hear good news and a true story. Life's Been Different is a podcast that shares people's testimonies, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and how he changes lives. We believe that this podcast will influence you to live life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus. As you listen to messages straight from heaven and hear radical stories from everyday people whose lives have been made different by Jesus. So get ready to open your heart and encounter him and go and tell the world why your life's been different. Welcome to Life's Been Different. My name's Merlot, and I'm so glad you're with us today. We believe that this program will influence you to live life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus. As you listen to the simple gospel preach and radical stories from everyday people whose lives have been made different by Jesus. How one can go from darkness and into his marvelous light. From Egypt and into the promised land, which is a type of salvation. And the title of my first single, Promised Land, available now on all streaming platforms, such as iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Simply search Promised Land by Merlot. That's M-E-R-L-O. And if you would be so kind, please follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Merlot and follow and subscribe to Life's Been Different at Life's Been Different on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. The other day, I was working on something on my church campus. And after we were done filming, the crew all left to get something to eat, leaving me alone. I was kind of bummed, to be honest. I told the Lord, and I want to go get something to eat, but I knew that I had to get back home because I had other responsibilities that day. And as I was leaving, I noticed a man digging and looking for cans in our dumpsters in the parking lot of our campus. Prompted by the Lord, I said, hey man, Are you going to buy food with that? And he said, yes. So I reached in my pocket, took out my wallet, pulled out some money, walked over to him and said, here man, buy some food with this. And as he began to tear up, he said, why would you do that? I said, sir, you're digging through the trash at my church. How could I not bless you? And he proceeded to tell me, I have no teeth. I just got out of rehab. Everyone I know hates me. Nobody likes me. Nobody wants to be around me. I'm going down, man. I'm not going to commit suicide, but I'm going down. I said, sir, I'm in the best shape of my life and I'm going down. We're all going to go down one day because of sin. But what I'm here to tell you doesn't concern you going down, but going up. And he asked me, do you really believe there's a heaven? I looked him in his eyes and said, yes, I do. And what does having no teeth have to do with your eternity? He began to laugh and said, wow, I haven't laughed in so long. You actually made me laugh. That's so funny. And he put out his hand as if to show me something. And I instantly grabbed it. And he looked at me crazy like, why would you touch me? I'm dirty. I've been digging in dumpsters. And during COVID-19, I looked at him in his eyes and said, nothing that you have will transfer to me, but what I have will transfer to you. And he said, if God is so real, then why is, and before he could finish his sentence, I said, because of sin. 
It's because of sin. You see, in the beginning, it was Adam and Eve in the garden, and God gave them an option. And because of free will, they decided to disobey God. And ever since then, because through one man sin entered the world, all have sinned, and it's been a spiral downhill ever since. Does this make sense to you? And he said, it does. And I said, are you ready to make a decision on going up? And he said, I am. Are you a pastor? I looked at him and said, no, I'm just a Christian. Then he said, are you going to pray that prayer with me? And I asked him what his name was, and he said, Mario. I said, my name's Marco, like Polo. And he said, ah, that's funny. And I said, you know, it's not the prayer, but it's what you believe in your heart. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth, or in other words, openly say out loud that you believe in Jesus, that he died, that he rose from the dead and is alive today, and believe that in your heart, you will be saved. For by grace you will be saved through faith. Your faith in what you confess and believe in your heart. That's how you get saved. That's how you go to spend eternity in heaven. Because heaven is real and Jesus is real. Are you ready? And he said, I am. And I led him to our Lord Jesus Christ and he received him as his Lord and Savior and got saved. I looked at him and said, I'll see you again one day, Mario. I'll see you again. And he knew what I meant. He knew that I meant, if I don't ever see you on earth again, I'll for sure see you in heaven. And I got in my car and cried my eyes out on the drive home. Today we are going to talk about how love partners with time. One of the great privileges I have is to walk through life with a young man from my church. Three years ago when we started our time together, it was more of a mentorship. But now that he and I have grown in the Lord, it's become more of a fellowship. One of the things that we do is we go down to the beach in San Clemente and read a chapter of the Bible together and just talk about what we think it means for hours as we watch and hear the waves crash on the seashore. What a beautiful place to talk about Jesus. The last time we connected, we sat and talked through the beloved chapter 4 and the first book of John. And as we talked about love, as John so much talks about in this chapter, I had this thought. What is it that partners with love? Time. Time partners with love. Love is the one thing we all long to give and receive, and time is the one thing we can never get back. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, also known as the love chapter, starting in verse 4 tells us what love is. It's interesting that the first characteristic of love mentioned is patience. Love is patient. Love is kind. That word in the Greek is one of my favorite Greek words, makrothumeo. It means to have patience, to be patient, to exhibit eternal and external control in difficult circumstances. It could also mean to be slow toward, to be long-enduring, to exercise patience, or to be long-suffering. I said to him, You know one way that you know that I love you as a brother in Christ? That no matter how full my schedule is, I make time to be with you. This is me loving you. And likewise, I have men in my life that do the same for me. And that's what Jesus did for us. God is outside of time. He is eternal. And guess what? 
God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, when God gave his son, God stepped into time. At the Kairos time, God stepped into Kronos time. At the appointed time, God stepped into the calendar time. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Follow me, or in other words, spend all your time with me. Then go into all the world and make disciples by spending your time with them. That's discipleship. Spending time to become. I remember when I got the call. He said, Marco, stop what you're doing and watch what I'll do. In other words, he said, follow me. And that was it. I like to say it this way. I jumped out of the plane with no parachute, and I've been on a free fall ever since. I decided that night in my mind to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. I was all in, never looking back, pulled from darkness and into his marvelous light. That day, I started the exodus out of Egypt and into my promised land. It's not that people need to know who they are in life. They need to understand who they are in Christ. The more I got to know Jesus, the more I got to know myself. This getting to know Jesus, for me, looked like spending a lot of time reading the Bible. And as I spent more time in the Word of God, the more in love I fell with the Word of God. The hungrier I got, the more time I wanted to spend. So much so that I want to read my Bible all day long, even though I know that's not the reality for my schedule. But I could seriously sit in my place for 10 hours a day for weeks and not talk to anyone and just fellowship and read the Word of God. I have tons of Bibles. I've even become a Bible collector. I have maybe 20 Bibles that I have. I just love God's Word. Sometimes I just hug my Bible, and it's almost like a magnet to my heart. Sometimes I even take naps hugging my Bible. This happened because of the time that I decided to spend in the Word of God early on. Because you can't meet Jesus face to face and stay the same. Everything changes from within inside out. It's an inside out work. You begin to unlearn your old self as you get to know your true self. This comes through time. Because things take time and everybody knows that. And it's also because of this. It's something I say often. It's that you are who you hang out with. That's why you got to get to Jesus. Just get to Jesus. That's why Jesus said, follow me, to spend all of your time with him. How lucky it was for those early disciples. They got to sleep next to him, eat with him, ask him anything they wanted. I had a similar experience with my pastor. I got to be mentored him and spend 60 hours a week for two and a half years. I got to read my Bible with him every single day. And that verse, imitate me as I imitate Christ, was implemented in my life. And I had an earthly pattern. It was true discipleship. But guess what it was? It was 60 hours a week for two and a half years. That, my friends, is a lot of time. My pastor spent more time with me than he did with his wife and kids. But the results was I was changed. He helped me become a man. He taught me about the other side of life. Why? Because you are who you hang out with. This was Jesus' strategy when he was on earth to call 12 people to be like him. And then the Great Commission was for us to go disciple others. He spent three years of his life sowing all of his time into 12 men, 
who in turn flipped the world upside down for the gospel. This is what it means and what it looks like to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus, his disciple. It's not that you become someone new, though. It's that you start to unbecome who you thought you were in order to become who you were created to be. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, works that he prepared beforehand that we may walk in them. Works that he prepared before time that we may walk in them. Isn't that interesting? You know what it takes to walk in something? It takes time. One way I like to describe love is to put one's schedule and priorities above your own. To make someone else's time more important than yours. That's love. And that takes patience. The other day I was talking to someone and they said, Man, you have way more patience than me. And I said, I'm a church guy. Of course I have patience. And that's why I love people. Why do families go on vacations or couples go on dates? To spend quality time with each other. That's how they show that they love each other. To spend one-on-one FaceTime. That's why the cell phone was such a big hit. So we can spend time with each other talking through things of life. And how do we know that Jesus loves us? You see, Jesus was God in heaven and he changed himself to become a man on earth. He was born as a virgin by the power of the Holy Spirit. He humbled himself to grow up like us, faced every temptation, yet lived a sinless and perfect life. And then he became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He was rejected by those he loved and died on a cross for the sins of the world, then rose again three days later by the power of the Holy Spirit. What does this take? This took 30 years of a life. This took time. And Jesus gave us his time. He stepped into time because he loves us. Think about it. Our society runs on time. Think about how a normal person gets paid. We get paid by the hour. When I stopped to talk to the homeless man digging in our church dumpsters, all I did was stop in my day and give a few minutes of my time to a man who would, unless someone else came along, have gone to hell. You know what takes time? Evangelism. It takes time to lead someone to Christ. It takes time to stop and engage in conversations about the Lord, to sit and hear someone out, to answer their questions, and to ask them questions in the midst of our busy lives. Even in the midst for studying for this program, I got a call from an old friend from the music industry, a true friend, someone who's lived and had it all, someone who's experienced the limelight and all that being a celebrity has to offer. And yet, I took three and a half hours out of my day just to talk to him about Jesus, just to talk through life. It was a great conversation, but it took time, and I was tired today because last night I had this long conversation, and today I had such a busy day. But nothing fulfills me in life more than to sit and take time out of my day to talk to people about our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what I want to encourage you today. In the times that we're living in, nothing is more important than to lead someone to Jesus, than to talk to people about Jesus. It takes humility and a selflessness to stop what you're doing and give your time to someone else. That's what Jesus said to me. Stop what you're doing and watch what I'll do. That took time. I had to take and shift my priorities and my patterns and my days to give my time to Jesus. I had never read the Bible before. 
I honestly had never really read a book before. But after I got saved, all I wanted to do was spend hours and hours reading the Bible. The Bible is the first book I had ever read cover to cover, and I've read it cover to cover ever since. This is so important, and this is what I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you to see others, to look out into the world. Jesus said, the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. Be a laborer. Go look for the grain that's ready to be harvested before it's too late. My friends, one of the cries of my heart as I pray and spend time with Jesus is Maranatha. It simply means, come Lord Jesus. I believe that he's coming again soon. But he's waiting for more people to get into the kingdom. This is our responsibility as believers, as disciples of our Lord Jesus, to go and bring people into the kingdom, to witness, to evangelize, to tell people why our lives have been different ever since we met Jesus Christ. If someone were to ask me my testimony, it's simply this. I lived in darkness once, but then I got pulled into marvelous light. I met the Lord Jesus Christ, and life's been different ever since. Do you want your life to be different? That's what I'm asking you today. Do you want your life to be different? Are you willing to give your time to Jesus to show that you love him? Jesus gave his time to you to show that he loves you. Lately, even though my schedule is more full than ever, I've had the urge to spend more time with Jesus and more time talking to people about him. Why? Because I'm not ashamed of the good news about Jesus Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. And this is accomplished from start to finish by faith. I'm just a dead man walking. My life is not my own. I was bought at a price. And so were you. Today, in this episode, I'm commissioning, if you believe in Jesus, whether it's been a day or you're a mature Christian been walking and following the Lord Jesus Christ for 20 years, I want to encourage you to go and share your faith. Go into all the world and share why your life's been different. Share what happened to you. People need to know that Jesus is real. He's real, and you know he's real because of what he's done for you. And if you haven't received the Lord Jesus Christ, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. It's not the only conversation that you need to have with the Lord Jesus, but if it's the first one, let it continue from this day forward. And if you indeed continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard, the gospel of Jesus Christ of which I, Merlo, have become a servant, then like for me that day, the day I met the creator of the universe face to face and truly got saved, today is your day, the day of salvation. Listen, the day I met Jesus Christ, my life's been different ever since, and yours can be too. You're one decision away, or maybe you're ready to finally make your all-in commitment Decide and begin to live life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Life's Been Different podcast. For more information on Life's Been Different, our clothing and resources, music by Merlot, or OSL, the online discipleship course by Solid Lives, visit lifespindifferent.com. Hey, if you haven't received Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior, we would like to give you the opportunity right here 
right now. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that he was raised from the dead and is alive today. Forgive me of my sins. Make me completely clean. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and help me become the person you created me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the kingdom. Jesus is real. Turn from your sin, turn to him, and go and tell the world why your life's been different.